Hi, I'm Amanda Brothers, and this is Walking in the Glory of God podcast, the podcast where we focus on how to live life in Christ as we learn and grow in our relationship with God and how to allow him to truly be Lord of our lives. So whether you are new in Christ, seasoned in Christ, or searching for hope or something or someone to believe in, we'll learn what it really means to believe in him and live in him and let him be our guiding light. So welcome to Walking in the Glory of God podcast. Hello, this is Evangelist Amanda Brothers, and I want to welcome you to episode six of Walking in the Glory of God podcast. On this episode, we talk about the power of words and thoughts and how they impact your life. The word of God tells us that the power of death and life is in the tongue. What are you thinking and what are you speaking? They may be hindering you from receiving what it is that you're believing God for. Let's jump right into the message for today. So the power of thoughts and words or words and thoughts is what I'm talking about today. And so the topic scripture that I want to give, it says that the power of death and life is in the tongue. The power of death and life is in the tongue. And so that tells us that the words that we speak have power, have power to produce life, have power to produce death. So we have to be careful what we say. I find myself now more often than not being very conscious of what I speak out of my mouth. God told me a long time ago to watch the words that I speak. Sometimes I let it slip. But I recognize also in that when I do let it slip to make sure that I correct myself and start speaking life and canceling the assignment of the word that I had spoken before. My husband also, he has this thing that he says when there are words spoken over him or to him that don't align with what God says. When he finds that he has misspoken, he has this thing. He says crop failure, crop failure, meaning that that word will not produce a crop. It will not produce what I just said or what you said over me. That word is going to end right now and it's going to die right where it is. And so I like that crop failure. And so we need to recognize the words that we speak to ourselves, the words that we speak to other people, those words have power. They have power to produce. Because we were created in God's image and in his likeness, we have the same power that God has because as believers, Christ lives on the inside of us. And he said that we can do the works that he did in greater works. And so when he created the world, he created the world by speaking. He spoke everything into, into being. Everything except man. Man, he felt was so special that he wanted to put his hands on us. He created us, he molded us, he shaped us with love. And so when I think about that, that makes me, that makes my heart so joyful because, you know, that God would think that we were special enough to him that he would craft us, handcraft us specifically, you know, that he would put his hands on us and not just speak us into being like he spoke everything else into being. And so because he was able to speak everything into being, he tells us that our words have the power to produce. What we speak can bring life or it can bring death. 
And so we need to recognize that our words are important. Our thoughts also are important. He says that as believers in Christ, that we need to renew our minds, renewing our minds through the word of God. That means we need to pick up our Bibles and we need to start renewing our minds. We need to start meditating on the word of God, start reading the word of God and read it out loud. Speak those scriptures out loud. Speak those scriptures over yourself. My mentor was teaching on Sunday, I believe it was last Sunday. She was teaching us about, you know, what we speak to ourselves. She started talking about how we talk to ourselves. What are we saying? What are we saying to ourselves? Are we talking to ourselves and speaking the word of God over ourselves? And she challenged us. She challenged us to write down some things that we will speak to ourselves every day. And I have mine on my phone because I want to carry it with me. She tells us to write down 10 things that we want to speak over ourselves and that we'll tell ourselves every day. And we speak these things out loud. And so I went through the scriptures and I wrote down, today I will trust God. Because I know that it's important for me to trust God in everything. No matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter what's going on around me, I need to trust God. And I need to learn how to trust God more. And that comes from Proverbs 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And then I wrote, today I will rejoice and be glad. In a world with so much darkness, so much hate, so much hatred, you know, so much going on, so much calamity going on, it's important for us to recognize, you know, that we can still be joyful regardless of what's going on with us. We can command our day. And so I need to remind myself that I need to rejoice and be glad because I'm here because I could have been gone too. I could have, I could have not woken up this morning, but God's grace and mercy saw fit to wake me up today. And I have another chance at reaching my goals, another chance at fulfilling the assignment that I have on my life. And so I need to rejoice and be glad. And then I had today, I will work as unto the Lord. When I'm working full time at another job, working for somebody else, and then trying to build my business, part-time, I need to recognize, you know, even if my job is not joy, it, you know, it's not bringing me as much joy as it used to, and that, you know, I get frustrated on my job, I need to recognize that I need to still work as unto the Lord. I need to still do my job to the best of my ability and work as unto the Lord. It's not about my boss. It's not about my clients. It's not about anything other than working for the Lord. Everything that I do I have to do with a, with a great attitude and with a heart to please God. And so we need to recognize that whatever we're doing, we need to have a heart to please God. I also wrote down today, I will walk by faith. You know, we got to continue to recognize that we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. We're being led by the spirit of God. And we have to have faith that whatever God's word says, that that is what, it, what it's going to come to pass. Whatever God's word says, that's what we need to be speaking as, as children of God. Again, our words are important. What are we speaking? Are we speaking words from the world or are we speaking the words of God? Are we speaking what Christ is saying? Are we mimicking what Christ is saying? Are we living it? Are we believing it? The next one I had was today I will renew my mind with the word of God. And again, I told you, you know, we have to renew our minds with the word of God. And I didn't give you the scriptures for the other one. Rejoice and be glad is Psalms 118, 24. Today I will work as unto the Lord, Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. Today I will walk by faith, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Today I will renew my mind with the word of God, Romans 12 and 2. 
in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. And then today I will take care of God's temple. This is the temple of God, our bodies. Our bodies are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit resides inside of us. And so we need to take care of our temples. What are we, what are we putting in our bodies? What are we eating? What are we, what are we drinking? What are we, um, are we exercising? Are we taking care of our bodies? Are we taking our, our vitamin supplements if we need to? Are we getting the proper rest? Are we doing self-care? You know, are we taking care of this temple of God? So I need to remind myself that I need to take care of God's temple. I need to take care of this body. I've been wanting a home gym for a very, very long time. And so over the years, I would buy a little piece here, a little piece there to build my home gym because I was paying money to go to a gym. But then, you know, things would get in the way. My schedule would change. Something would happen and I wouldn't be able to go. And then I lose the motivation. And so money is still being taken out of my check. And I'm wasting money because I'm not able to go to the gym. And so, I, like I said, I bought pieces here and there um, over the years. And this year, I decided that, you know, this is the year that I am going to buckle down and I am going to make sure that I am taking care of this temple that, you know, because I wanted, I wanted a weight bench. My husband has been wanting a treadmill for years. And so, we finally, beginning of this year, we had some money. Uh, put aside and I was like okay we got enough to get one or the other because he wanted the weight he's been wanting the treadmill longer than I've been wanting the weight bench and it costs more we said okay we'll go ahead and get we'll get the treadmill first so we bought the treadmill at the beginning of the year and so it was cold out we couldn't get out to walk you know we can't walk the dog whatever so we were able to walk at home we were able to walk in the house utilizing the treadmill and then um, this month I, I managed to save enough to be able to get the weight bench that I wanted. I did research on it and found one that I really, really liked that would give me the benefits that I thought that I, I would be able to get, that I wanted to get. And so I looked at all the equipment that I had. Now I, I have my home gym. I have my weight bench. I have my, um, I have, we have the, the treadmill. We ha I have weights. I have kettlebells. I have a stepper. I have some resistance bands. I mean, I have stuff that I need that will help me to take care of this temple. Because this year I'm determined is the beginning of me taking care of this temple the way that I need to take care of it and keeping the weight off that I lost. Um, I got off track in November, December, you know, during the holidays, um, you know, my mindset. I, I have to work on, constantly work on my mindset. I have to constantly work on, you know, changing my mindset so that my actions will begin to change along with it. And I love to eat. And so over the holidays, I, I kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to enjoy the foods, all the holiday foods and things like that. Well, then when, I, when it was time for me to get back on track, it was kind of hard to get back on track. And I started gaining some of the weight back. So I am working on, you know, the mindset constantly. I'm working on the words that I speak constantly to, in order to be able to change those habits. But it starts with the mindset. It starts with what you think. The word says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And that is, yeah, that's Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. As someone thinks within himself, so is he. Whatever we think is what we are. So our thoughts and our words are very, very important. So that one, taking care of God's temple, is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. The next one I have, number 7, I had today, I will show... I will show love. I have to constantly remember 
you know, it doesn't matter what people say to me. It doesn't matter what, you know, what people do to me that I have to constantly, I have to constantly show love to people. I have to constantly, I have to love people genuinely because God says that in his commandments, you know, these are the two commands that are, you know, it, it encompasses the whole of everything. If you do these two commandments, then you've done everything. So the first one is to love God with, our, with everything in us, with all of our soul, with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with everything in us. We need to love God. And then the second one is like it, is loving our neighbor as ourselves. And so we need to know how to love ourselves in order to love other people. And people, sometimes it's hard to, to love other people. It's hard to show love. And I've always taught my children that you still need to love people. You can, you can dislike what they do, but you still need to love that person because you don't know what a person is going through. You don't know what their life situations and circumstances have been. Maybe they've never even show, had anybody to show them genuine love and concern. And so, you know, depending on their, their life circumstances, where they've been, where they come from, what they've been through, that's what they're gonna, that's what they're gonna be portraying. And so if we're showing love, then we can change a person's life. We can impact a person's life in a way that we, we don't even know the impact that we're having on a person's love when we show them love, regardless of how they're acting, regardless of how they're treating us. Just continuing to show them genuine love because that's what God does. He shows us unconditional love and not based on um, what we do, but it's based on who he is. He is love. And that's all he can show is love. He can't show anything other than. He can't be anything other than what he is or who he is. He is love. He is God. He is love. The word says that God is love. And so he is the epitome of what love is. And so we need to just recognize that we need to show love. And so I need to remind myself that I need to show love. God told me a long time ago, and I wrote it in, in my favorite Bible, in the back of my favorite Bible, that God does not hold me responsible for how other people treat me, but he holds me responsible for how I treat other people. And so I need to recognize that I need to show godly love to everybody, unconditional love to everybody. And I have to keep speaking to that to myself because it's hard when you're looking at what people are doing or you're listening to what other people are doing. It's hard to do that. So we need to have the mindset, the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. The word says that we have the mind of Christ and we can think the thoughts of Christ because the Holy Spirit is in us. And it is him that reveals to us what the mind of Christ is. And so that's important to show love. Today, I will show up and be me. That's Psalms 139 to 14 and Ephesians 2 and 10. I have to be authentically who I am. I can't be anybody else. And I have to be comfortable with who I am. Therefore, I was like, okay, I got to get my hair done. I, you know, I'm, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. Getting ready for tomorrow. Getting ready for the week, whatever. Do I need to go on here and say, you know, I'm going to just cancel tonight's live? Or do I just show up as authentically me with this thing on my head and my color in my hair? You know, just being me and doing me and be comfortable with that. My husband was like, you going on there with like, like that with that thing on your head? Uh, yeah, I'm going on here with this thing on my head, just like this, because I need to show up for my people. So that is why I'm here. Being comfortable, being authentically me. And so recognizing I need to just show up and be me. Today, I will receive my abundance. You know, God wants us to live in abundance. He wants us to prosper even as our souls prosper and so we need to recognize what the word of God says that God wants for us and we need to speak those things and so I need to recognize I need to receive my abundance 
It's up to me to receive my abundance. God has already given it to me. He's already provided it for me. I'm a child of the king. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I'm a, a citizen of the kingdom of God. And so there is no poverty in heaven. There's no poverty in the kingdom of God. And I need to recognize that I'm a part of that kingdom. I'm an heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ. I live in abundance. Regardless of what my checking account looks like, regardless of what my savings account looks like, I am a child of the most high God. I need to call in my abundance. I need to call in my abundance. And if I'm doing, if I'm following the principles that God lays out in his word, that I'm tithing, that I'm giving, that I'm sowing, you know, then I need to recognize that because I'm doing that, he said he would rebuke the devourer for my sake. So the devourer is rebuked for my sake. No matter what it looks like, no matter how busy the devil gets to try to bring calamity on our finances, I need to just continue to speak what the word of God says over my finances, knowing that I have everything that I need, that God has given me everything pertaining to life and godliness, everything. I have everything that I need. He is my provider. He provides all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Regardless of what I see, regardless, again, of what my check, checking account, what my um, savings account looks like, that I have everything that I need. So I don't need to get all bent out of shape, get all depressed and all, you know, just all stressed out because, you know, money is not what I see in my bank account. You know, I don't have what I, what I believe I want in my bank account. No, daddy, this is what I need. And you know the need you've already provided for me. I want to make a, I want to make a, um, a withdrawal for my account. I want to make a withdrawal for my account. This is what we need. And this is what I'm standing on and believing, but that you provide all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So therefore, I know that I have everything that I need. And just continue to stay in God's face, continue to stay in his presence, praying, meditating on the word of God so that our mindsets will change and so that we will be able to tap into everything that God has for us. He wants us to have over and abundant anything that we can even ask, think, think or imagine. You know, because he wants to provide for us. He wants us to have. He wants us to have everything that we need. He wants us to have the desires of our hearts. He, he gives us that. And he says that. So that's why it's important. The way, the things that we think and the, and the words that we speak are so very important. And so where I get those scriptures from is 2 Corinthians verses 9, chapter 9, verse 8, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, John chapter 10, 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 14, and Philippians chapter 4 and 19. So that's where I get those abundant scriptures from. And then the last one, the 10th one that I have on here is, Today I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so that's Philippians chapter 4 and 13. Recognizing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So even if it's something that I didn't think that I could, I could do, I need to shift my mindset. I need to shift my thoughts and know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I need to stop doubting myself, stop doubting my abilities. Even if I fail at something, I have not failed. I don't fail until I give up and stop trying. I just found one thing that doesn't work. So I'll try something else. And if that doesn't work, then there's another thing I found that doesn't work. I keep trying until I find what does work and what does work for me. And so... Again, our words and our thoughts are so, so very important. I'm always saying you change your thoughts and your behavior will follow. We need to stop being about behavior modification and being about mind transformation. 
And so that's one of the things that I continuously say, I continuously say, and I had not seen this, I had not seen these words or this version of um, the scripture in the Bible. Let's see, where is it? Okay, here it is. Changing the way you think changes your perspective, which changes how you act in the world. Paul, Paul's words aren't new. Change your mind is the central theme of Jesus' first sermon. This is in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Changing the way you think changes your perspective, which changes how you act in the world. And so I was like, I'm writing the scripture and didn't even know that I was writing the scripture. But I was glad to see this translation. I don't even know what translation it is. I just happened to come across it. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. But we have to be about mind transformation because once the mindset changes, then the behavior follows. So we have to change the mindset. We have to get out of this poverty mentality. We have to get out of this, the mentality of, uh, of the world, the way the world does things and, and get the mentality of the way that God does things. What does God say about a situation? What does God say about a thing? And so we need to get that mindset around it, around everything that happens in our life, everything that we do, every, every situation and every circumstance in our life and everything that we decide that we want to do, we need to decide based on what the word of God says. That needs to be our mindset. That needs to be um, what, we, what we're doing now in the world. We need to line up with who we are, you know, walking in our true identity in Christ not as the world sees us, not as the world says that we are, because we're not what the world says that we are. We are who God says that we are. And that's why it's important for us to know what our true identity is in the kingdom of God so that we can begin to walk uprightly as who we are in Christ. We need to know who we are. And when we know who we are, then we'll start to line up with what the word of God says. And our mindset begins to shift. We begin to speak those things that are not as though they were. So what does the word say? And it's based on what the promises of God are. Even if they haven't been made manifest in our life yet, we know that we can speak those things that be not as though they were. You know, speaking what the word of God says, and then they become manifest in the natural realm. And we have to have the patience to be able to wait on God's perfect timing for everything to manifest in our life that he desires to manifest in our life. I continue to say this, that our lives... What we are going to do has already been walked out. Our whole life has been walked out because God knows our end from our beginning. He's already seen us. He's already, he already knows everything that we'll ever do in life. He already knows where we'll end up. So he knows our end from our beginning. All we're doing is walking it out. We're just walking out the journey. He, ha he's, he already has plans for us. He knows the plans that he has for us. You know, he's, it says that a, a man will, will plan, his, plan his way, but God will order his steps. He would determine his steps. So he, he knows he gets us on the path to where we need to be. Because we can make our plans, but we have to just, we have to be able to learn how to surrender every single thing that we are, every single thing that we want, every single thing that we do all of our life. We have to surrender that to God's Lordship. We have to surrender it to God's Lordship. Our businesses, our homes, our families, our finances, every single thing that we have we need to surrender it to God and allow God to multiply us, allow God to, to elevate us and to bring us to that next level in him. And that's very important. And we won't be able to do that if we don't change our mindset, if we don't change the way that we think, if we don't change the words that we speak. 
And so I wanted to give you a few more scriptures here that I, um, that I came across in my studies about the power of the words, power of words and power of thought. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. And you can write these down and go back and study them out. Excuse me, but I wanted to give you some things that you can have in your arsenal to help you to start to think different thoughts and to speak different words that will line up with the word of God and start to manifest and produce life and manifest and produce the fruit in your life. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Calls on heaven and earth to witness the choice that we make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Again, that's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. And then we all know Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I like these ver this, this that I found. I don't know what version they are. I just kind of like Google different versions and then write down what version it was. But um, Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, the next one is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So learning to know God's will for you or allowing God to transform you into the new person by changing the way you think allowing God to transform you. His word is transforming. His word will transform us. That's why he tells us to meditate on it day and night, to speak what he speaks, to do what he does. Jesus only spoke what he saw the father speak, spoke what he, what he heard the father speak and do what he saw the father doing. And so we need to get ourselves at that place where, you know, we're not on milk anymore, but we're on meat and we're able to speak what God speaks and do what we see God doing in the earth and be a part of it we're, we're in partnership as children of god we're in partnership with god we're helping to bring the kingdom of god into the earth realm and we need to welcome him in and you know stop not praying stop not sitting in god's presence stop not studying the word of god because it's, it's important for us the next scripture is second timothy chapter one verse seven and it says change the way you think again no hold on that, that was not this is Matthew chapter four, verse 17, the one that I've already given you. Change the way you think. Changing the way you think changes your perspective, which changes how you act in the world. Paul's words, again, are not new. Um, I, like I said, I was saying this and I didn't even realize I was right in the word when I was saying that if we change our mindset, then we need to, then our behaviors will change. They will follow because we need to be about mindset transformation and not so much about behavior modification and we see that so much in the church people are always talking about what a person is wearing or how a person is acting and, and condemning people for what they're wearing or for what they're at, you know the way that they're acting or what they're doing what their behaviors are but until we change the mindset the behaviors will not change the mindset has to change first they have to see that there is a need to change their behavior. They have to see that what they're doing does not align with God and they have to care about that. And if they don't care about that, then they're not gonna change. Because we, like I said, we never know where a person has come from, what their background is, what they've been through. The other one is 
Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And then Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse five, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have control over what we think. We don't have to think everything that comes into our minds. We can shift it, take captive those thoughts and begin to, to think on other things besides what those thoughts, those negative thoughts and things that may pop into our mind. The enemy will try to plant things in your mind, but you don't have to focus on that. You don't have to meditate on that. God tells us exactly what we need to meditate, meditate on, those things that are pure, those things that are lovely, those things that are good report. And so when we think on those things, then our mindset begins to shift to the positive and not focus on those things that are negative that we're seeing in the world or that we're hearing um, that are trying to bombard us. We need to protect our ears and protect our eyes and protect what goes into us because what goes into us doesn't defile us, but what comes out of us. And so if we meditate on a lot of things, then we begin to speak those negative things. If we meditate on the wrong things, we begin to speak the wrong things. And that's what defiles us when it comes out of our mouth is what, when it defiles us. The other one is um, Psalms 46 and 10. And it says, be still and know that I am God. And through prayer and meditation, uh, as long as we have no time for prayer, our thoughts, emotions, and feelings will continue calling the shots. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This is Philippians 4 and 8. Philippians 4 and 8. We need to think about those things that are, that are noteworthy, that are noble, that are right and pure and lovely. He tells us exactly what we need to meditate on. So we need to think about those things. That's what our mind needs to be focused on. And then again, Proverbs chapter 23 and seven, as someone thinks within himself, so is he. Whatever you think about, whatever you focus on, whatever you think of yourself, that's who you are. And so it's important that we have the proper self image, thinking of ourselves in a way that is in alignment with what God says, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are God's masterpiece. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you know? And so we need to think about those things. We need to know that we are who God says we are and that we have what God says that we have. So recognizing the power of words and thoughts. Evangelist Amanda Brothers here of Empowered for Change LLC and amandabrothers.com. I believe that identity and mindset are everything. So as an identity empowerment coach, I help kingdom women to unpack their emotional baggage and improve their self-concept so that they can show up more powerfully for themselves, their families, and their community without the guilt, the hurt, the shame, or the regret from their past. So if you are challenged with how you see, feel, and think about yourself, schedule a first step to victory call with me at bit.ly forward slash schedule call now or at amandabrothers.com.